Tiki Hut Media. From Tiki Hut Media, this is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey, good morning, and welcome to the fourth in a series of Lenten devotionals that we'll be doing every Sunday morning during the season of Lent leading up to Easter. Our final one will be on Easter Sunday morning. And our scripture reading for this morning comes from Luke 15. We'll start out at the beginning of the chapter. This is from the New International Version. Verses 1 through 3 say this, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Then we'll skip down to verse 11. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, The younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This passage from Luke 15 is the very famous prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son. But I would say that it probably would be more accurate to call this the parable of the two lost sons. But this is critical to our understanding of the message. The setting is Jesus is eating with sinners, in other words, tax collectors, prostitutes, people of ill repute, 
certainly the non-religious. And in verse 2, it says he welcomes sinners. This means he was proactively pursuing them. He searches them out. He invites them to a meal. He enjoys their company. Now, the religious leaders, the Pharisees and teachers of the law, are just shocked at such behavior. No rabbi would act this way. It's unthinkable. These people are unclean. We are God's chosen. We are morally pure. We are holy. We have kept all the laws of the Torah. They could not hide their contempt. It must have been easy for Jesus to notice their unveiled disapproval. So Jesus responds to these religious folk by telling them three parables. Now, he is not addressing the sinners, but I'm sure they listened in with some degree of happiness. But he's addressing the self-righteous. The tales that he tells concern three lost and found items, a sheep, a coin, and two brothers. It would not be an overstatement to say that Jesus is the shepherd Jesus is the woman who actively searches and finds what was lost and then celebrates with great joy. The third story wonderfully expands the meaning of being lost, being found, and of celebration. So we have two lost sons. The brash younger son who insists on his inheritance, takes it, goes to a far land, wastes it on wild living, loses it all, lives in destitution, wakes up to his sin, returns home prepared to confess and bear his punishment. And then in contrast to this free spirit, we have the older brother who is self-righteous and completely intolerant of either his brother or his father, for that matter. He feels only self-pity and righteous indignation. He believes he has earned his father's devotion and his property. Jesus uses the younger and elder brothers to show the two basic ways we try to find happiness and fulfillment, the way of moral conformity and the way of self-discovery. Now, in between these two uh, polar opposites, Jesus sandwiches together the great celebration lavished by his father upon his son, whom he thought was dead, but now is home. The younger son could hardly even get his confession out nor beg forgiveness before the father overwhelmed him with acceptance and feasting. This is the picture of all homecomings, of all returns to our heavenly father. It is a precursor of the marriage feast of the lamb described in Revelation when Christ brings all believers to his great wedding banquet. The parable then closes in verses 31 and 32 with the father's RSVP. Now, was it answered? Did the elder son join the feast, or did he continue to pout and wallow in his self-pity? Jesus doesn't really say. The Pharisees and teachers are left hanging. How would they respond? Did they even see themselves in this story? You see, we live in a fractured world. We're not just divided in two, but split in many different pieces with very little hope of reconciliation between any of them. Around the world, people are divided between right versus left, capitalists versus socialists, dictators versus democracies, religious versus secular, science versus faith. You could go on and on and on and on. Here in the U.S., we are further torn between Republicans and Democrats, whose parties are divided between moderates and progressives among Democrats and between the Trumpers and never-Trumpers among the Republicans. Then there are the Black Lives Matter and Antifas on the left and QAnon and Proud Boys on the right. 
And we must not forget the battle over the best way to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic, which is dividing the country still to this day. The church itself has obviously not escaped these divisions. The body of Christ is divided among scores of denominations, all subdivided into dozens of creeds and sects. And in the middle of such upheaval and chaos, this parable reminds us that all people are actually alienated from their creator God along two broad schisms, if you will. One tends to be the religious moralists of many persuasions who are proud of their obedience. On the other hand, are the free-spirited freedom lovers who seek salvation through self-discovery and self-actualization with little or no fetters attached. No one is excluded from this picture. All must choose with whom they most identify, the younger brother or the older brother. The father invites all to the feast. Now, I'm quite sure the vast majority of churchgoers will see themselves as older brothers, if they're honest. That is a good start on hearing and learning from Jesus, because that is clearly to whom he is speaking. He waits for our response. While he waits, he continues to welcome the sinners and the outcasts. Clearly, Jesus is more comfortable with them than the Pharisees. The question must be asked, though, who is the church most comfortable with? And maybe a better question would be, who are you most comfortable with? Be sure to join us coming up Wednesday for the next full episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. We will continue the shorter Lenten devotionals every Sunday morning. They drop early every Sunday morning during the season of Lent leading up to Easter, and our final one will be on Easter Sunday morning. So until next time, I leave you with this benediction. Be blessed with the knowledge and assurance that you cannot earn God's love, no matter how far you run from him in your search for freedom and pleasure, no matter how hard you try to earn his blessings by being good and moral. Live your lives this week as God's redeemed people. Live in joy and freedom. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm-hmm.